Good afternoon, collectors and friends. Welcome to Layton's Loft. Hope everyone is having a good day today. How are you today, Lou? Very good. Oh, i got to turn my mic up. Uh, very good today. How are we doing? It's beautiful weather up here. I'm sure down there, too. It is. It's uh, it's definitely tennis weather. It's football weather. It's, oh, my goodness. Oh, <laughs> no, don't get me started. You know, I don't I don't know how this just came to me, Lou, but can you imagine there was a way, you know, there's too much money in the line, so obviously it can't happen. But you imagine there was like a way in pro sports that get played outside where you take like, you know, anomaly like today. You're like, you know what, folks, with 24 hours notice, we're moving Sunday's game to Friday or Wednesday because yeah. it's supposed to be 77. Well, that would be good. It'd be cool. I realize there's way too much money on the line. <laughs> a lot of money on the line. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so wanted to, um, you know, discuss a, a number of different things today. Uh, I don't know out, uh, who out there is paying attention to playoff baseball, um, but even though I don't have a vested interest, I've been, I've been enjoying – I haven't watched the full game. So, you know, yep. just take this from someone who's – right, I'm a longtime baseball fan, and I haven't had the time to invest to watch a whole game. But, like, it's, when it comes I make, on – I make a living at it, and I don't watch whole games. It's not the way the game's consumed anymore. No. no. But I'll tell you, Lou, it's – it's, it's like, you know, listen, I don't know if you're supposed to compare it to playoff hockey, right? But there's just such a difference. Oh. And you really, I don't know if you always ask yourself this, um, but is there a situation where they just play some less, you know, they play less games and we get to the good stuff sooner? Uh, again, money involved. I mean, gates and concessions and things like that. They're not, you know, TV, even TV money now, they're not willing to give updates at this point. I think we just sure. have to accept it like the NBA. It's just like we get through the regular season and, you know, guys are going to take time off. It's less intense. And then when it gets to the playoffs, then that's when things get interesting. The NHL's that way, but not maliciously. I mean, it's just it's just a grind in the NHL with all the travel and the playing. But, boy, when they get to the playoffs, those players just tune in. And it's just, it's fun to watch. It is. I was uh, out yesterday for a bit, and I was watching Connor Bedard's uh, NHL debut. Yeah. Uh, only a little bit of it. And, you know, listen, I, I definitely like hockey. I, I really hope that, uh, you know, my son gets into it, um, you know, not necessarily to play it, of course. It's more difficult, you know, and challenging and certainly expensive. Sure, um, yeah. Afternoon, all. Appreciate you tuning in. Early um, mornings, too. <laughs> yeah, no, I have friends, you know, shout out to my buddy Justin, uh, who I think he coaches uh, definitely his one son, Ryan, but I think his other son as well, but I could be wrong. Um, you know, he is, I mean, he's always out. You know, you think he's got all this time. He's like, wait, I was at the ring today at 530 yeah. and I didn't get home till four. And, you know, like he hasn't been this tired in, in like years. <laughs> since the baby was born, since his son was born. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, something like that. Uh, so, you know, we've um, gone over, uh, you know, a couple things uh, so far, but I wanted to get back to baseball Um because I'm curious if you're finding the same thing that I'm finding, that the competition has been great. Yep. Of course, the intensity is up. And because there's – even though I know the Orioles are now out, which is a bummer, and, of course, the Jays lost early. But even still, like there's still some young stars on these teams that are left. And, uh, you know, it's not the regular same old, right? The Yankees aren't there. The, everyone right. thought the Mets would be. They're not there. No, it's a, it's a fun ride. It, it, the playoffs are always a fun ride. I kind of like the new format. I'm kind of getting used to it a little bit. I liked – I didn't like the one-game playoffs that we had in the past, but they turned out to be some of the greatest games. The Red Sox-Yankees one-game playoff a couple of years ago was just 
intense as hell. It was great. So I, I didn't like it, but I got to like it. And now the short and the best of three and then the best of five. I'm, I'm not a big fan of those, but I'll get used to it. Just going to give it some time. Yeah, you know, when you uh, – because I know, listen, you've uh, certainly got a bunch of experience in the game of baseball. I know a bunch of people who are watching today's show, like Daniel and Blaine, they all love the game of baseball, or at least watch it. Um, I started thinking about it a little bit different as far as, like, you know, take away the tradition, strip it down. And what it is, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I understand it's money for them. But if they can take the product, the, the sport, in this case baseball – and they can make it more entertaining. I agree with you. I think it's it's like heartbreaking and heart-wrenching to have one-day playoff games, you know, that decide if you go on. But yet, of course, the other side, especially my dad would say, well, you had all year to not be in that position. You could have right. been yeah. one unit ahead. Yep. Uh, so I think they've done a nice job of taking a product that was already on the field, and they have made it more entertaining. You have to agree with the style and the, and the format, but would you agree with that? It's more entertaining. Okay. Oh, I love all the changes. I, I just, I did, I did in the beginning. I, I like the pitch clock. I just like the way it's going. I love the ghost runner. I know that's kind of a mixed bag. Most everybody is got adapted to the pitch clock and likes the pitch clock. It, it's a, just a more fun game because it just moves at a better pace. It's just better for everybody. And in the playoffs, it's great. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Hey, what's up, Jeff? Thanks for joining us today. Hey, what's up, Brett? So uh, yesterday, um, I ended up uh, working on a collection that took me the better part of the day. And, you know, it's weird, gang, because as far as the total amount of cards, it's a little bit less than 100. So, you know, you think, like, why would it take so long, right? They're graded. So in some cases, there were, you know, thinly traded early Babe Ruth cards, albeit in low grade. But, you know, you want to make sure that you're valuing everything properly. Um, and, you know, we know, right, we don't know who we're going to talk to. Right. This individual, we talked to them today. This is kind of what I'm giving you, like, a real life, hey, this is what my life is like. So we had someone come in yesterday with a gorgeous 1956 Tops baseball set. I ended up working from home uh, because uh, Cross under the weather and he was staying at his mom's and, and all that kind of, you know, good stuff. But he's feeling better, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. And so I took advantage of trying to, let's just say, save the time of a commute, Lou. Like I was on the phone. I'm, yep. you know, working on this big deal. And I just didn't understand why it was taking so long. And the reason why it was taking so long, gang, is because it was a six-figure deal. When I say was, it's still going on. I'll let everyone know if, if yeah. we get it. But I wanted to, to kind of take everyone a little bit behind the curtain today, Lou. And I wanted to share with everyone because you probably look at, hey, like, wow, late. There he is again. You know, he's posting another collection. And I can assure you that it's far more difficult than just posting things that just rain from the ceiling of, of vintage yeah. cards. There's a lot of work. Uh, J5 and I um, work extremely hard to not only um, make sure that we're accurate when we do these evaluations, but candidly, it's a juggling act sometimes, much in the way that, you know, you think about your personal life, right? Well, you know, my blah, 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 forgot the tomatoes. And, uh, you know, my grandma really likes the tomatoes. And now I got to go to the store. And I didn't have the 20 minutes. The point is you got to make do. So yeah. yesterday, I didn't understand what I should do. Gentleman shows up unannounced. And we made a very strong offer on this 1956 Tops baseball complete set that he's had, I believe, since he was a kid. I'm looking forward to uh, tackling that this afternoon. But he was physically in the office. And John's like, well, ladies, countering us. And I... I don't want to miss Cope, but I think he wants 10,000 or something like that. Yeah. And it's not, it's not 
out of the realm of what we might be able to pay. I'm like, John, is anything graded? I don't remember that set being great. He's like, I know I sent you the evaluation. I said, no, I, I'm looking at it and it doesn't look like it is. So, you know, if you're off like, Hey, can I have an extra hundred bucks? Yeah. You can verify, it, you know, certainly. But the point is, is that I'm in the middle of the six figure deal and John is um, extremely capable, you know, J five of not only evaluating, but even buying many deals for us. But when a deal is all raw and it's basically $10,000, you know, I'd like to be able to to double check it, right? Sure, so we don't know if this person's going to hit the road and say, well, no soup for you. You don't get to have a chance to buy this. And I basically, I made an executive decision with him on the phone. I said, well, John, I'm not going to come down for this set today. I'm already working on this six-figure deal. So something's got to give. Right. So my recommendation, and I'm curious what the gang out here would have done. That's why I'm asking this. But my recommendation was to have John meet with the gentleman. We've already met with him before. Explain to him the owner is not here today and he'll be here tomorrow. And we can certainly, you know, get back to you. If you'd like, you can leave the set, sign a contract. It'll be insured and all that good stuff. Or if you don't want to do that, no problem. We're happy to have you, you know, I guess tongue in cheek, schedule an appointment because he didn't schedule yeah. one. Yeah. He just showed up. And listen, we are a card store. But when it comes to, you know, bigger transactions, um, I would just recommend to anyone out there, if you're traveling, you know, uh, to meet with someone, you know, to try to schedule an appointment. It just might be a little bit easier uh, to get the person that's a decision maker in front of you. Yeah, if you're going to ask for $10,000, walk-in is not the way to get this done. It just doesn't Yeah, matter. but, you know, nonetheless, we don't want to, you know, we're not looking to teach people's lessons. We're just right. more like this is good content for the show today. And so what we decided to do was the best we could. And so the best that I could do at the time was, hey, John, you're telling me I'm already kind of like effectively a day behind on this big evaluation of the six-figure collection. Um, and just so you folks know, there's a lot of times where John is able to do a six figure collection on his own. And I'll just simply double check it. Sure. Meaning graded, but there was a lot of nuances with this um, deal, meaning a lot of cards hadn't sold in a long time, the grades. And you guys know this, right? You're avid break maniacs. A lot of you folks who are watching today, just because a one is a one is a one, right? It's not. So like he right. had some ones like, wow, this looks great. He had other ones like, oh my God, did he let his kids play with this before he got it graded? And this <laughs> yeah. is crazy. Yeah. So, you know, when you're looking at a multiple, uh, a multi-thousand dollar card, um, you know, of Ruth, of Garrig, of whoever, of Cobb, even a one can range of $500, $1,000. So when you're talking about 80 entries, 100 entries, you can see, Lou, you got to be exact. Yeah. Yeah, I just... I. I just, it's it's a little bit of hubris to just walk in a store and ask for $10,000 on something like that that is so nuanced. There's not, again, it's individual cards. There's a market, of course, and you can get a vague price of what the card is worth, but it's going to vary even within grades, even within cards. So I just think that's not the way to go about it. Plus, you know, he did walk in the store, which means he's a little, he, he knows he has your reputation. He knows where he wants to be. So this is needs to be considered more. I don't think it's unreasonable at all. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear your side of it, Lou. So we decided, meaning J5 and I, we took a calculated risk. We realized that if he left the uh, store with the set, he might sell it to someone else. And I, I don't know if I made this clear. So I want to make sure I make it clear to the audience. He had been to our store a few months ago for an evaluation. Mm -hmm. And I remember, because I, I, I'm pretty good about like things I want to buy, especially collectibles. 
Um, I'm like, I would ask J5 periodically, hey, did that guy with the 1956 top set ever get back to us? Like with the really nice one? He's like, yeah, no. And, you know, we, we evaluated it. We, we gave him the evaluation, meaning Lou, he could take it anywhere he wants. You know, we just, we try to be transparent with people. It doesn't always get us sure. the deal, but a lot of times it does. Um, and, and we're good at what we do. We take pride in it. So anyway, he decided, meaning the gentleman who owned the set, I'm grateful for it. Well, of course, look at this afternoon. I'll keep everyone posted. Maybe I'll have an answer by trading card therapy tomorrow. It'll be kind of cool. Um, so Lou, he decided, as you said, he felt comfortable with who we are. He yeah. liked our reputation. He knew exactly what we'd offered before. He knew he was asking not for a few shekels more. John pointed out, hey, but in case you didn't do the math, you're asking for this. We offered this. Yep. You know, it's a few thousand apart. It's not It's not that we, we, we can't reach a deal. It's just that we would like to see it again in person and, and seeing as how Leighton is to be the person to write the check. And so, you know, to give you guys some round numbers, maybe we offered 8,000. He wants 10. I, yeah. I don't know the exact numbers. I got to look. So we're not, it's not like I offered four and he wants 10. Um, no, it's 20%. You know, it's, 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 but, well, it's 20% on a several thousand dollar purchase. So in other words, if it was a thousand dollars and he wanted 800 and I want a thousand, I might've just said J five, you know what? If we pay a little bit too much, so be it. But when you're talking about $2,000, I was not comfortable. And so the way I closed uh, this was we explained to him, hey, you know, if you need it done by a certain time, you know, you want to be paid in cash, whatever the case is. And Lou, I appreciate you said this. He knew where he was and he felt that much more comfortable to leave the set with John. Oh, did he? he signed yeah. a contract. And it was great because I got to get through this deal. John's already talked to the six-figure guy today. That ball is in motion. And so, you know, sometimes, right, you just have to make decisions yeah. on the fly. You do the best you can. And I realize you're not going to satisfy everyone. So do I have um, a question or any doubt that the gentleman with the 56 top set would have preferred to know yesterday? No, I guarantee you he would have liked to know yesterday. But when you're not dealing with an unlimited amount of people that are going to pay him strong, and that's what I wanted to kind of – take out of this i was talking to someone else today unrelated to sports cards about reputation how you get business and so you know we've had the good fortune recently where we've been buying some great collections but some of them have actually come to us not just via people referring them to us and we pay a finder's fee the gentleman you're going to get get ready for this who are working with um on the six-figure collection of course we hope he, you know we hope you close it he met us Several years ago at the Atlantic City National, mm -hmm. all he did was come up to introduce himself, let us know that he was in the tri-state area at the time, that he might be selling some vintage cars in the future, and wanted to know a little bit about how the process worked and all that. Well, that guy just hit us back. Yeah. And it's a $100,000 amazing collection of Ruth's, Gehrig's, you oh. know, all the, you know, the time period that I love. Yeah. Uh, and so it just goes to show you that even though you can't necessarily give someone instant gratification, I know Daniel mentioned this because I know Daniel's an attorney. He said that, you know, impromptu appointments are yeah. the bane of his existence. I'm sure it's difficult. Listen, any, any small business person knows whether it be you're an attorney, an accountant, you know, you're a retail store. It just, it's just difficult when things kind of come out of left field. So all you can do is to deal uh, with it um, straightforward with grace. And of course, listen, you know, with a little bit of that, bravado or swag, not to say you're cocky, but hey, if you think that you could do better, you should go to somewhere else. And, and not that you're going to say it like that, but you have to act like that. Like, listen, my time is really valuable. This is what I have going on. You know, it's not like I'm soaking up the sun. Uh, you know, I have uh, a big chore in front of me. And so I was grateful for that opportunity. So I'll let everyone know what happens with the 1956 Tops baseball set. Um, but if we do end up buying it, 
it would be a substantial purchase for a raw 56 top set, which means it's really nice condition. Yep. So that's what I'm excited about because I do remember it was in really nice shape. That was a negotiation. And to negotiate, you got to talk to the person who you're negotiating with. And walking in, you know, in that instance, if you had been in the store at that point and circumstances have been different, probably would have got that conversation. But just that's the way it lays sometimes. Yes. And I think that, you know, not just in your personal life, but I believe this in business, you have to get um, comfortable and it takes practice with setting boundaries. Yeah. And know that sometimes by saying no, you're saying yes to whether it be yourself or to your team. And so believe me, if I was there, I would have sold my heart out to the guy why he should leave it. But I also know that I'm in good hands with J5. And it's funny because I don't know if he's watching this or if he'll watch it, you know, has enough to do here. Um, but uh, there was something that happened today and we were talking about a deal. And I realized that, meaning John and I, I'm like, you know what? I'm in good hands. But John, you know that I want to get the deal. You do whatever you got to do to get this individual to come in here. And if you need my help to do that, let me know. Um, but we make a really good team. It's like, uh, you know, it's like Aaron Rodgers and Adam Lazard, you know, you're just on the same page, right? You, you know, oh, you, know you wants to run. By the way, I'm just seeing all these comments. I thought, I'm like, wow, I guess it's a pretty quiet show today. Uh, I swear to God, Lou, <laughs> it was selected private chat. Yay. What's up, Chris? What's up, James? What's up, Ed, Mike, oh. Dennis? This is really funny. Well, oh, no, I, uh, we get participation every time we do this show. It's, it's just, yeah, I appreciate these people. I appreciate everyone tuning in today. Um, so, uh, you know, as far as, um, you know, this 56 top set. Uh, oh, this is an interesting question. Chris is asking if we get it, would I consider getting the entire set graded or it's not worth the time and effort to do anything? Blah, blah, blah. Um, well, listen, candidly, Chris, if it was financially worth it and every card was gradable, but sure, I would grade every card. Well, that's what you makes know? his ask so significant because that $2,000 plays into that decision of whether to have it graded or not. It, it's working in the margins. Of course. And this is what you know, John is really able to, because I, I don't know if everyone understands this, but our process has changed. Just like, you know, your lives have changed, your business has changed, your roles at your jobs have changed. Our process have changed. We used to go through and explain to people PayPal and eBay. And like, you know what we realized? No one gave a shit. <laughs> so we, thanks for laughing. We simplified the, um, the, the process. And by doing that, listen, we may have shrunk our margin, but we did increase the amount of business we're doing. Yep. And at the end of the day, I want to buy and sell cards for a living. I'm a professional treasure hunter. I love what I do. And I know that John enjoys what he does. Look at Daniel talking about John like this. We won't tell him, John. And we won't tell him, Daniel. Oh, that was nice of you to say, Daniel. So I'm going to repeat it because it's, you know, very kind. Uh, but Daniel Lynch says, don't tell J5 I said this. Probably shouldn't. I agree. But he exudes honesty and uprightness. Extremely valuable player in the business. Oh, you know, what's so interesting is, he, he literally laughing because that's how bad it was. He knew nothing about cards. Now and we've had this discussion. Him and I have had this discussion. <laughs> nothing about cards. And, and you know what? He's such a good person that in learning about the cards and the process, as you said, people, you, people know. You know. Listen, yes, people can be duped. But a lot of people have good intuition yeah. and they have a good gut. And when they talk to John, they feel very comfortable. And I've heard him. I couldn't do this. It just, it takes forever. But, you know, he'll tell, he'll tell someone I'm making it up. They have a thousand cards, right? And, and yep. late, he knows Leighton wants to buy all of them, right? And let's just say they're all valuable. When I say valuable, they're a hundred, whatever it is. They're, they're all, all thousand. They're not commons. So he'll say, listen, you know what? I know you don't know us. 
why don't you send us like five cards? And I'll be in the background like, Jay, five, five cards? Like, Jesus Christ, dude. Can you ask the guy to send 100? He's like, wait, I don't tell you how to do your job. You don't tell me how to do my job. And But John is very transactional where you've got that collector thing in you. You've got that passion in you about it that probably John has saved you from a couple of times, I would imagine. Oh, listen, definitely. To be fair, there's some deals where, you know, believe it or not, I'm the better person. Sometimes he's the better person. But a lot of the times we do work together because it we were dealing with a large volume. And to be fair, John Kenny now, JK, he helps us with stuff. And by the way, you know, I got a couple of things I want to cover here at the end. But we are hiring here. So at Vintage Breaks and Just Collect, we're looking for the following. We're always looking for breakers because you can't go to school for it. But that's really difficult. Um, we're still looking for someone to help Monty uh, do blog writing. So please, if you're interested in writing, if you want to write one assignment a week, one assignment a month, you could do it from home. You could do it uh, really, I guess, anywhere, frankly, um, as long as you have access to a computer. Uh, if you're interested in any of the things I'm mentioning today, please drop me a line. Uh, you can email me direct, Layton at justcollect.com. Or, of course, you could drop a line to any of the gang members and such, uh, you know, as well. Um, but the joking aside, we're also looking for other professional car treasure hunters. And what I mean is, like, if Daniel Lynch didn't have a full-time job, I would talk to Daniel. Hey, yeah. Daniel's very knowledgeable, right? You know, what do you think about going out on the road, et cetera? So my point is, is that if you have an interest in cards and you're not sure exactly how you fit in, we had someone drop us a line the other day. So he's switching careers, going to grad school. And what do you consider, uh, would we consider him for such and such type of role? Yep. Um, so... Anyway, uh, you know, let us know. Um, but I wanted to make sure, and I'm glad it kind of it, it felt like this because I didn't know, you know, how it was gonna uh, come out during the show. Um, and we only have a few minutes, so the most we'll spend on it is a few minutes today because I certainly don't want to become uh, overly emotional, you know, on air. Um, but there's a lot going on in the world as there always is. Um, and I touched upon this very briefly, I think, on Monday when I was here uh, in the office you know, while we were streaming, but it's uh, very disheartening. Um, not just what's of course already happened, but why, what might continue to happen, you know, in the middle East. Yeah. And, you know, I'm hoping one day that if my son, God willing is interested enough in his daddy's content, uh, when I may be long gone, even, um, you know, I want him to know <clears throat> what I stood for. So, um, I find it really disturbing, uh, you know, some of the interpretations uh, that have been shared, whether it be publicly, uh, you know, or even, you know, privately, but then they end up becoming public. And so um, at the end of the day, uh, we're all human beings and some of it, uh, what's going on for some people is extremely overwhelming, uh, life-changing, uh, life-altering. And what I don't really understand, and we could talk about it today. It's okay, uh, because that's why I'm talking about it. I'm not talking about this to have a voice and not have anything come back. But, um, for example, uh, there was um, – I only know this because my ex, you know, uh, is still a, an attorney. And, um, you know, there was something in law school, I guess, called, like, the law review. And, you know, the law review in a law school is, like, an esteemed organization. You know, meaning, like it or not, nerdy or not – you kind of take a class of, let's say, several hundred lawyers and are maybe graduating a particular class at a law school, like she went to Rutgers Law, and there's like a small select group of those that would be on, you know, the law committee. Right. And of those, there's like a chairperson or a president. And 
in this particular case, I think someone that was going to NYU Law said some really, you know, riveting stuff about what was happening in the Middle East and effectively saying that, if you will, one side was clearly to blame and there was, you know, this is how they felt. Within hours, they had their job revoked. Hmm. Um, and I'm not even talking about the job being revoked. I'm just telling you what happened. And so, you know, I just feel that, and I don't really, you know, come on here very much, but uh, to talk about, you know, politics or, or world peace, but um, listen, I'm saying it like this because it's the truth. You could take it for what you want it to be. Um, I am Jewish. I was born uh, into Judaism in, in my family. I wasn't given a choice. Now you can choose to be a different religion, but make no mistake. I'm not particularly religious. I'm not. I'm not proud or ashamed of that. I'm just living my best life that I can at the moment. Yep. Um, but I am human more than anything. And I don't really understand why folks feel the need to even take one side or another, because what's happening is terrible. Um, and I'm purposely not trying to get into, I'm sure I couldn't keep my shit together anyway, um, to the specifics because it's so earth shattering. It's so terrible. I don't know how anyone can come to grips to it, uh, come to grips with it. And so <clears throat> what I'm trying to say, and I heard this before, uh, and I talked about this with my friend, Joe, who'd become pretty close, uh, who also now produces content for us here at Vintage Breaks and Just Collect. But can you imagine in our country on 9-11, approximately 22 years ago, give or take, that people in our country would have said, well, you know what? The folks who flew the planes into the building, they probably had a reason. And we should hear that reason. Uh, no. First of all, that happened, by the way. There, there was a lot of response in, in that regard, and it's not the time or place to be dealing with that. It, the time or place to be dealing with that is when things are calm and you can have a discussion about it. Under war circumstances, with people being kidnapped and being killed, gunned down in the streets, not the time to have that discussion. Agreed. And I, I felt it. Every day since it's been transpiring, um, we're going to go over maybe uh, just a couple minutes today, but <clears throat> how do you not read what's happening? I know you have a son, Lou. I know you have a daughter. Um, can you imagine your home has been breached? No. In our country. Because if that happens, think about it. What the fuck is all this worth? Not that much. And I don't mean the cards. I mean our existence. So I encourage you, which is what I'm trying to do today, to not only, be, of course, be a proud father, uh, but be a proud man and to engage in intelligent conversation. It doesn't have to be political. Um, to try to do the best that we can to bring some understanding and some more empathy to the situation. Because I cannot believe someone who's intelligent enough to go to NYU Law School would talk about it in such a... I know. Yeah. I know. It's it's stunning. It's, it's just like if, if there's ever, first of all, my thing with my philosophy about humans is whenever you're implying single effect, you're wrong. 
There is no single effect with humans. There's no one answer to everything. There's no 100%. There's no black and white. And again, this is why you have to have these discussions, but there are stages to have that discussion in the middle of an all-out war with civilians being killed and kidnapped. It's not the place to have that discussion. Agreed. So I just challenge all of you. Can you imagine that your home was breached tonight or your business? And some of the things that have been transpiring have transpired in your family or in your community. Would you take the time to talk about anything else other than the grieving and the empathy that's needed at that time to try to just get through that? So I would just like to see that happen. And believe me, I hate, I fucking hate politics. You guys have known me at this point for years. I don't ever talk about this ever. Even in the face of presidential elections, elections with knuckleheads banging heads against each other. Notice how I'm not addressing anyone in particular. That was plural. I like it. <laughs> I got Thanks, it. Thanks, Lou. Yep. Um, but the joking aside, you know, I was at home in Hoboken and thinking about working from home yesterday when I was there, that there's a, a group getting together in New York City showing swastikas on their phone during this time of grieving for everybody. It just... I just don't, I don't know, I don't know where they're from. I don't know who you were raised by. Yeah. But I'm, I'm certainly begging people to be human and begging people to be open to conversation, which is why I'm having one today because I'm not stupid. By doing some of this stuff or saying some of these things or even discussing it, you might turn off a viewer or several viewers or people could play this in years to come. I don't give a shit. I got to be able to hold myself to a standard that I can be proud of when I'm not here. And yeah. it's uh, very unfortunate what's happening. People who see a house fire and burn gasoline, I don't understand them. Yeah, it's not time to be doing it. Put the fire out and we'll have a discussion. So uh, with that, because I could talk about this, of course, you know, uh, longer, um, as you can tell, I'm certainly very emotional about it. Yeah. Uh, but if all I have to do is sit through an uncomfortable couple of minutes uh, to try to get even just in our community. And when I say our community, not just vintage breaks or break of maniacs, but um, just collect. Many of you are now my friend. Um, talk about it. I talked with someone earlier today that had no idea that, you know, I was even thinking about it. He, he said he thought I might be, but then realized that I am. And so that allowed us to have a discussion about it. I think that would be better than certainly some of the stuff that's happening. Yeah, and it's not a foreign issue. It's it's an American issue, and it's like we're all living this. We're all tied to this very closely. It's not something you can ignore. No. So I appreciate everybody tuning in today and taking the time to, of course, be part of our community and watching our show, but also the last few minutes because I know we don't we don't usually mix baseball cards and politics, but this, this is far greater than politics. Yep. With that, we're going to wrap up today's Layton's Loft. Really appreciate everyone tuning in. Sam's getting ready to uh, come on and get rocking here at Vintage Breaks. Thanks, everybody.